Do y'all realize we have not gathered corporately in person, so to speak, in over a year? Just look at your neighbor and just say, hey, just look at him and say, hey, make some eye contact. Come on. If you're in your car, just honk away. Come on, honk, 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 honk. Bless the Lord. And I must admit, you all look absolutely fantastic. Oh, this whole thing? Amen. This whole thing. See your cuz over there. Praise God. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Amen. They got that honk delay, that delayed honk. I like that. Service be over. They still honking. All right. John 14. I got to watch my step. I don't know how they danced up here. That's amazing. All right. That's, yeah. As you find John 14, I want to publicly thank the Lord, not only for the leadership of GBBC, also for these men and women who serve, uh, guys behind cameras, guys hooking up cables, guys guarding. Come on, y'all can clap. Come on, guarding the parking lot. These men and women serve so faithfully, sacrificially, and uh, they do it with little or no fanfare. And so I want to just thank God publicly for all that has taken place so that we can gather under this tent on this beautiful resurrection Sunday morning. I ain't going to hold you long, but I'm going to hold you for a little while. Amen. Shantae got the blanket. I like that. That's how you do it. It's a sweater. That's a blanket in my house. I'm sorry. That's, but you look good. You look good. Amen. John 14. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7 in its entirety. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Somebody say amen. I want to put a tag on this text and preach for just a moment from the topic, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. You may be seated, heads about, eyes are closed. There's my mom. I told you she was here. Hey, mama. Mother Martin, bless you for making the sacrifice to be here on today. I know you cold, mom. I know you cold. Amen. Somebody lay hands on my mom. Bring us some more coffee. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pause to praise and glorify your name. You alone are worthy. We're here to celebrate the resurrection of our Savior through his death and burial and resurrection. We are brought to the Father. We have access, we have forgiveness, we have restoration. In fact, Father God, were there no bodily resurrection, we would have no faith. So, Father, we distinguish ourselves 
And we believe what scripture says that he did, in fact, resurrect. And he showed himself to many. So we celebrate on today. And we pray that you would remind us that Jesus is the way. In his name, we pray and praise you. Let everyone say amen. amen. Jesus is the way. Here's the big idea for today's message. Jesus leads us home. Jesus leads us home. Have you ever been lost? I mean, I mean really, really lost to the point where you actually lost hope. Lost. Now, eventually you made your way back home because of markers. I like to call these markers. You saw something that led you home. Perhaps it was a street, maybe even a building, a landmark, marker. Something helped you to recall your way home. Beloved, I'm standing before you today because Jesus is that marker. Jesus is the marker for those of us who are spiritually lost. In other words, when we find Jesus, we can make our way home. That's the totality of my sermon for this morning. When we make our way to Jesus, we can make our way home. Jesus is the way. Somebody say Jesus is the way. The African theologian Augustine declared this way. He says, you have made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless, lost, until they find rest in you. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else, Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say Jesus. So in our passage for today, John chapter 14, the, the disciples are in need of a few things. They need guidance. They need Wisdom, they need direction. In fact, if we want to put a caption on this first section, the disciples are despondent. They are despondent. They, they have just learned some things that have literally traumatized them. And as a result of what they have learned from Jesus, they find themselves troubled, uh, despondent. They find themselves on the edge of, Dr. Patterson says, quiet desperation. Pastor Brown, what made these disciples so despondent? Here's the first thing. They just discovered that one of them will betray Jesus. Yo, that, that'll mess you up. If, you, if you're with the crew that y'all have been hanging for, for three years and then you find out there's a traitor in the ranks, you, that you find out that, that one of us will betray the one to whom we followed. And in John chapter 13, Jesus identifies him and helps them to know, yes, one of us will betray Jesus. But not just one will betray Jesus. Secondly, they've just discovered that one of them will deny Jesus. I'm in the text. It was Peter. Peter was told by the Lord himself, listen, man, before the rooster crows, 
you're going to deny that you even know me. But before the rooster, you're going to deny that you even know who I am. And Peter, you're going to be so adamant about it that you're going to actually cuss somebody out. One will betray Jesus. One will deny Jesus. But then, then he, he takes it a step further and informs them that all of them will fall away. Oh, God, when, when, when everything begins to intensify, every one of them will fall away. Y'all, this is why the disciples are despondent. This is why their hearts are troubled. But then Jesus gives them the death blow. Not only will one of them betray him, one of them will deny him. All of them will fall away. Then fourthly, they're despondent because Jesus himself is going away. And as a result of stacking all of these together, the disciples are troubled. They are despondent. Wouldn't you be? I mean, you've been following Jesus. You've forsaken everything to follow him. Then the one for whom you've forsaken all is leaving. The one to whom you've pledged allegiance to is leaving. You, you had your own understanding with how things are going to work out, but now you discover Jesus is walking out. They are despondent, but, but the flip side of their despondence is Jesus is confident. Somebody say Jesus is confident. They are despondent, but Jesus is confident. Yes, he's troubled too. We can see that in John chapter 12, but even in his troublesome spirit, he is still confident with what he's been called to do. See, Jesus was confident because number one, Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was God. He knew he was one with the Father. And he understood that based upon who he is, even though he had to go through a season, he knew that in the end, oh God, things would work out. That's because he knew who he was. Don't fall asleep on me because not only did Jesus know who he was, secondly, Jesus knew why he was. He understood uh, 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 very, very clearly what his purpose was. He understood that he was the sacrificial lamb. He understood that the only reason that he had to give up his divinity, take on humanity, descend, I mean ascend, descend from heaven was so that he would die. Jesus knew who he was. He knew why he was. And so as a result, that helped him with his troublesome experience. But then Jesus also finally knew where he was going. I'm trying to make this plain as day, y'all. He knew where. He knew where he was going. He understood that a part of his process of coming down to earth, uh, establishing kingdoms here, meant that he would return back to heaven. Watch this, only to return to earth again. And so he understood his next few levels of engagement. Oh, he knew where he was going. And I'm here this morning to ask you the question, do you know where you're going? I know you're dressed up, you're suited and booted, you look fantastic, you got the makeup, you got the hair. It's all looking good, but do you know where you're going? Oh, see, Jesus' trouble arose from the path that he had to endure. He knew where he was going. He understood that the cup he had to drink, that no one else was qualified to take a sip from their cup. 
So in order for the Father's will to be fulfilled, Jesus had to endure. So beloved, with all these things happening in this text, all this tension in the text, the hearts of the disciples, uh, they, they were broken and troubled and they needed guidance, wisdom, and direction. Are you praying with me this morning? They needed guidance, wisdom, and direction. So as a result, Jesus speaks. Look at verse 1. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Here's the first movement I want to give you, and I want you to take this home. I want you to write this on something and put it on the refrigerator. Here it is. Stop being troubled and start believing. Get that down, beloved. Stop, stop, stop being troubled and start believing. Jesus says right in the text, don't let your heart be troubled. And the antidote to trouble, according to Jesus, is belief. We overcome our trouble, our difficulty, our uncertainty by exchanging trouble with belief. As a matter of fact, let me just take a little pop quiz. Anybody in the house can testify that when your back was through the wall, when everyone had given up on you, it was your belief that God would make a way. It was your trust that, Lord, I can't see how this is going to turn out, but because I know you, we overcome trouble by exchanging trouble with, with belief. Stop. Stop being troubled and start believing. But then secondly, Jesus says, don't just believe. Watch this. He says, believe God. See, I, I'm discovering the more, uh, the more we get closer to the Lord's return, uh, the more even the body of Christ are exchanging their beliefs for the wrong things. Y'all, we're believing in things other than what the Lord has called us to believe in. We're believing in our own intellect. We're, we're believing in, in our own financial uh, stability. The Lord said, no, no, no. If you're going to believe, if, if you're going to, to stop worrying and, and stop being troubled, then you've got to believe God. That's a word for somebody this morning. I know you may be thinking, Pastor Brown, I believe God every day of my life, but do you really trust on him? Do you really rely on him? I mean, when things really get difficult, is he the one to whom you call? See, I've discovered as you believe, your mind and your body and your soul catch up and they come into alignment. So believing God goes deeper. The Lord Jesus goes on, he says in verse 2, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. Beloved Jesus needed them to believe that although he was leaving, his leaving was preparatory. Oh, I'm preaching to myself. His, his leaving was preparatory. Watch this. Jesus was not going to build a place. He was going to prepare a place. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. And that preparation would be made through his death, burial, and resurrection. Oh, God, he, he had already given markers, markers of his departure. 
to his disciples. He had already given them breadcrumbs, letting them know uh, his direction. He had already left, left some indicators that, that he was getting ready to go. John chapter 13, verses 31 through 33 says, when he had left, that's Judas. Jesus says, now the son of man is glorified. And God has glorified in him. God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. That means, listen, in order for the glory to be revealed, the sacrifice must be made. The sacrifice is attached to the glory. Little children, the verse continues, I'm with you a little while longer. So he's letting them know I'm getting ready to bounce. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so now I am telling you where I am going, you cannot come. So Jesus' preparation would be fulfilled through his crucifixion. The song says, he would not come down from the cross just to save himself he decided he decided to die just to save me come on he would not come down say it with me come on say he would not come down from the cross just to come on say it, hit that note himself he decided come on he decided to die just to save me so in the midst of this exchange and in, in the midst of this conversation in the midst of this dialogue we hear a few things that literally blows my mind verse four Jesus says, you know. Verse, verse 5, the disciples through, through Thomas says, we don't know. And then in verse 6, we hear the Lord Jesus says, if you know me, then you know. See, there, there is some knowledge that is being communicated and exchanged. See, it was difficult for them to comprehend that Jesus had to leave. But as he reminded them, oh God, they began. To receive his revelation. See the disciples indecision. Their lostness. Could only be cured. By following Jesus. The marker. That's why Jesus says. I, I, I know you don't understand. But I need for you to know. I'm the way. And, and beloved I, I'm, I'm trying to keep this short. But perhaps that's where you find yourself today. Lost and in need. Of being found. See, see, Jesus is in these I am statements. This, in fact, is his sixth. Gives us our final movement for our message. First of all, Jesus says, listen, he says, I am the way. Jesus is the way. See, I need for you to understand he is not a way. Oh, God, I'm, I'm trying to keep this as, as plain as I can. He, he's not a possible way. He's not way in a multiplicity of ways. Jesus is distinguishing himself the same way Paul did it in 1 Timothy. He says, for there is one God 
and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. Somebody say, Jesus is the way. If you help me, I can finish. Come on, say, Jesus is the way. So Jesus is declaring that there's only one way, and that's Jesus. So he is, he is the path that we follow. He is the place to which we desire to be. And he is the person that we desire to be connected to. That's all encompassed in Jesus being the way. But not only does he say he's the way, secondly, he says he's the truth. Jesus is the truth. And I'm here to let you know that biblically speaking, there is no truth without Jesus. But Jesus affirms it of himself, and it is affirmed in Scripture. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. The truth of who Jesus is. Being the only begotten. Sent from heaven. Sent to earth, the payment for sins, for yours and for mine, to give us a model of how to live. Although we can never do it in our own flesh, but by the power of the spirit and comforter that Jesus sent, then we can know and experience life abundant now and then life eternal when we die. Somebody say Jesus is the way. I'm finished. Somebody say Jesus is the truth. But in his own words, Jesus is the life. John chapter 1 verse 4 affirms it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Beloved, there is no life without Christ. As a matter of fact, someone, if I pass the mic, you can testify that you've been trying to live without Jesus and you've discovered that there is no living with, is there a witness in the house that can testify, I tried everything and everything has failed. Oh, so Jesus, Jesus, the way now goes from teaching to praying. To being betrayed, uh, the preparation by way of crucifixion is imminent. Uh, he is identified with a kiss. Uh, he is arrested without just cause. You better get your shout on. He, he is denied by those closest to him. He, he is taken from courtroom to courtroom. He is lied upon. He is beaten. He is mistreated. He, he's chosen to die over a killer. His clothing is gambled away. He is mocked and scorned. And then finally, he is sentenced to death. Have I got a witness? I'm here to let you know that Jesus is the way. He carried that old rugged cross up a hill called Golgotha. He put it on his shoulder. And he walked up that hill for your sins and for mine. They put a crown on his head, rivets in his feet, and nails in his hand. They hung him high, and they stretched him wide. He hung his head, and for me he died. He died. 
until the sun refused to shine. He died until the sun said no more. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Power to make you walk right. Power to make you talk right. Power to make you live right. Early Sunday morning, before the sun shine, he got up. He got up. He got up. Aren't you glad? He got up. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Give God a hand of praise. Come on and bless him right where you are. Come on, don't hold anything back. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know how grateful you are. Thank him for saving your soul. Thank him for saving somebody else's soul. Come on and bless the Lord. Say yes. 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 Oh, yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.